0: Hello, I'm Matilla. Today I will talk about the Made to Stick book. And this was a book about marketing and how to like make people remember to your ideas and remember to your product. And if they remember, then they will buy it later or uh, how to make them buy your product now. So there are six ideas that it uh, shared. So first is the simplicity and I will talk about in-depth all of all of about these later. So first the simplicity, we must create ideas that are both simple and profound. Unexpectedness, for our idea to injure, we must generate interest and curiosity. Concreteness. Speaking concretely is the only way to ensure that our idea will mean the same thing to everyone in our audience. Credibility Sticky ideas have to carry their own credentials and uh, how to make sure that people believe uh, you and your ideas uh, Emotions uh, Sometimes people believe an idea, but they don't care about it So it's about how to make people care The last is stories How to make people buy a product with the power of stories Stories are incredibly powerful so these uh, six words are uh, so simplicity, unexpectedness, concreteness, credibility, emotion, stories. This is the acronym SUCCESS. And uh, so let's talk about each of them in depth. The first is uh, the first is uh, simplicity. So it said that like core would be a better name, but then the acronym wouldn't work. So every product and every marketing campaign should have a core message just one simple core message that you must convey to the user and or to the to like the customer and the uh, core messages help people avoid bad choices by reminding them of what's important and uh, there is a core message in every news article in every book and uh, all the other things are just supportive uh, arguments all the all the details are just to support that one core message and I very much agree with that um, my speed reading approach is based on how to find the core message behind every book because that then it's much easier to like just pick out the supportive arguments then and, uh, you must uh, Like, it's not enough for uh, the executives of the company to know the core message, to know the core of the company, but they also must be able to share it. So, simple equals core and compact. So, your marketing message should be short and deep. Compact ideas alone aren't valuable. Only ideas with profound compactness are valuable. So, it said that, like great teachers, usually first outline the scheme of of a of a subject to make people understand. Then, when they understand, they go into the details. And uh, your marketing strategy should be the same. And then uh, it talked about unexpectedness, how to get the attention of the customer. And it said that, like, you should get our attention with surprise. And uh, a good uh, process for making your ideas sticker is uh, find a core message. Then uh, figure out what's counterintuitive about the message. For example, what are the unexpected implications of your core message. The third is to communicate your message in a way that breaks your audience's guessing machine. Along the critical counterintuitive dimension, so for example, when I'm reading a news outlet and just looking at the titles of each article, and I'm guessing what's inside that article, and I do the same at YouTube, and I think everybody does that within themselves, and uh, if I already know the know the like what's inside that video or what's inside that article. i won't click on it and even like begin reading it but if uh, there is some unexpectedness in the article in the title that i don't know about and uh, it has some meaning for me then i will probably click on that article because because this brings us to my next point is that uh, interest keeps our attention so there is this knowledge gaps and uh, There is something that in that article or in that video that I don't know and that I must know because I care about it. So you must create this knowledge gap and uh, then once their guessing machine have failed, help them refine their machines. So inside that article or inside that video help them um, like know more about the topic and explain the like the question or thing that you said in the title. And um, then it talked about concreteness. Abstraction makes it harder to understand an idea and to remember it. It also makes it harder to coordinate our activities with others. We may interpret the abstraction in very different ways and the concreteness helps us Helps us avoid these problems, uh, so concreteness helps us to construct higher, more abstract insights on the building glo- blocks of our existing knowledge and perceptions. so abstractions demand some concrete foundation, so when you are with other people in the room, so first you must get them on the same page. we must know. All the equal amount about that particular topic so we must have the all the building blocks the con- the, the basement and then when we all are on the same page then we can uh, build up sections and uh, insights based on that building block and uh, based on that base so then we talked about uh, Credibility. What makes people believe ideals? When we think of authorities who can add credibility, we tend to think of two kinds of people. First is the expert, who is expert on the topic, so they must know about the topic more than us, so we listen to their um, opinions because they are valuable. And the second type is celebrities and other aspirational figures. Why do we care that Michael Jordan likes McDonald's? The Michael Jordan isn't a nutritionist expert or anything like that and he doesn't claim to be. We care because we want to be like Mike. And if Mike likes McDonald's, so do we. So that's very true. And uh, then it talked about other kinds of credibilities. So uh, if your source is uh, honest and trustworthy like that counts more in some situation than their uh, authority or their uh, knowledge about the particular topic so for example if your uh, friend uh, recommends you uh, a soap or versus a tv advertisement recommends you a soap you uh, however like there is a famous uh, famous expert on the TV that tells you to buy this soap, because it's very healthy. You will trust in your friend, because you like that person. And you know that like the TV advertisement just wants you to buy something. And uh, then it talked about how, uh, how a story, how an idea can gain credibility. And it said that like concrete details now, don't, concrete details don't just lend credibility to the authorities who provide them, who tell the stories. They lend credibility to the idea itself. So, if there is a war story about the Second World War, with all the tiny details that are correct, then that uh, story has some credibility because there are these details and that are correct. And the uh, statistics are uh, rarely meaningful in and of themselves. Statistics will and should almost always be used to illustrate a relationship. So, for example, that uh, young people die because they smoke. You will say uh, statistics about this. But it's not important for you, to for the people to Remember to the exact statistics of how how many people die unfortunately because of smoking. You want them to remember to the relationship that uh, smoking is bad because a lot of people die because of it. And uh, then it talked about testable credential. And it's when the customer can uh, test uh, the, the credibility of a claim. So. For example, if uh, there is a, I don't know, a tasting bar or a tasting know, something and you go there and you can taste different kinds of products to competitors and you can say that like this is better because it's tastier than the other competitor, then uh, these uh, testable credentials can provide an enormous credibility boost since they essentially allow your audience members to try before they buy your product. So, yeah, and uh, so then you get belief, uh, which is incredibly powerful from your customers. But belief isn't enough. For people to take action, they have to care. So uh, the book talks about uh, emotions. And uh, if we want uh, to make people care, we've got to tap into the things they te- they care about. So there are three st- strategies for making people care. Using uh, associations or avoiding associations, as the case may be. So for example, each generation has their own superlatives. Groovy, awesome, cool fade over time, because they have been associated with too many things. So for example, when your finance professor starts using the word dude, you must eliminate the word from your vocabulary, because you associate your finance professor with the word dude, and you don't want to be like your finance professor. The second type of strategy to make people care is to appeal to self-interest. for example, when you are a, a tire agent, you shouldn't say people will enjoy a sense of security when they use Goodyear tires. Say instead of this like you enjoy a sense of security when you use goodyear tires. So the focus is on you, not on just some day or people. And the third strategy is to appeal to identity. So we want to be like others, so uh, you shouldn't appeal to the, not only to the people they are right now, but also to the people they would like to be, because if um, a salesman can make me believe that uh, if I buy this product, I will become the person that I want to be, then that's incredibly powerful and I will buy that product probably. And uh, then it talked about the last thing, uh, stories. And uh, a story provides simulation and uh, inspiration. So if you hear a story, uh, there is a lot of information. And uh, so you get information about how to act and uh, inspiration. So if that uh, story had a good outcome, you have also the motivation to act. So that's incredibly powerful. If you know how to act and why to act, then you will probably act and you get the good motivation. So when we hear a story, we simulate it. So it's said that like we can't imagine events or sequences without evoking the same modules of the brain that are evoked in a real physical activity. So, mental practice alone produces about two-thirds of the benefits of actually uh, actual physical practice. I didn't know this and it blew my mind. So, when someone tells a story, we, we know that like we imagine themselves in the story, we visualize it. But you are having two-thirds of the same experience as if you were there. That's incredibly powerful, so stories are very powerful, and if you know how to tell a good story, then you are good, I think. So, it's, it's said that like, we don't always have to create sticky ideas. Spotting them is often easier and more useful. So when you hear about a, a story, then you must evaluate whether that is good or bad, and if it's good, then you can share that story with others. Or if you hear uh, the marketing message of a company and you see that like, this is like a very sticky idea that will stick inside the head of people, then you can invest in that company because you know that that company will be successful if that product is good. So there are three kinds of plots instead. First is the challenge plot. So a guy faces huge obstacles and overcomes them. And the challenge plots inspire people to take on challenges and work harder. Um, Then the second kind is uh, creativity plots. And um, this is when a guy has a problem, Uh, he struggles to solve it, then he looks at it from a different perspective, and uh, then he is able to solve it. So, creativity plots make us want to do something different, to be creative, to experiment with new approaches. And the last is the connection plots, and uh, it's a story about people who develop a relationship that bridges a gap. So, typical romantic stories, then a poor guy who doesn't have money, like uh, is loving a rich princess, and then they make love together. So connection plots about our relationship with other people. So then, how to use these plots? If you are st- if you are telling a story at the company Christmas party, it's probably best to use the connection plot to like uh, come closer together with people. And uh, if you are telling a story at the kickoff party of a new project, go with the challenge plot because uh, that will inspire people to work harder for their goals and to work harder on this challenge. So then it talked about uh, presenting and uh, how to like like presenting as a kind of marketing and when we there are multiple challenges that we have to overcome and there are some tam- some typical uh, problems of presenters especially in the beginning and when we present things this is the first obstacle we want to write down too much information stripping out information in order to focus on the core is uh, is essential and we also have a tendency to focus on the presentation rather than on the message. And uh, so it's important to focus on the core message. And uh, getting a message across has two stages. First is the answer stage and the telling others stage. In the answer stage you use your expertise to arrive at the idea that you want to share. And uh, in the telling others stage Um, you will stress the statistics and uh, all kinds of um, unnecessary information that uh, led you to the decision. But the audience doesn't care about that. Instead of focusing on the information and the statistics that were essential for you to make the right decision, you shouldn't focus on this information. Instead, you should focus on um, on on getting the message, that getting the core message across. Because if you focus on the information, you will find that no one remembers your presentation afterwards. So for an idea to be stick, uh, for it to be useful and lasting, and to stick inside the head of your audience, it's got to make the audience pay attention, understand and remember it. Agree, or believe, care, be able to act on it. So, last it said that like, uh, there are some sticky ideas out there, that sometimes you have to fight them. So, for example, in the Second World War, um, German spies spread stories across London or across the US, and they wanted the population to hate, to hate Jews and things like that. So, the government had to fight that. So, they you fight sticky ideas with stickier ideas. So they told the truth that like uh, don't to the population don't believe these uh, Nazi lies because they want you to do something. They you shouldn't be with the Nazis because they are the enemy and don't believe their lies. So um, that's it for today. Um, this book was fascinating. There was a lot of important and interesting stuff about that that core message in every news article uh, how we believe things, how we add credibility to uh, something and uh, the power of stories. I think it's incredibly uh, it's interesting. So now I want to talk a little bit about my channel. So up to now for uh, 62 days. I was uh, creating one video every day, and uh, this was quite a challenge. I uh, incredibly, mm, I thank you for all the work and all the all the like, all the comments, all the oh, my seven subscribers, and all my followers on the podcasts. I'm incredibly grateful for all the for all the things that I learned during this period and for all your support. But now I want to like experiment with something different because I had to uh, create videos every day. For example, in the last uh, two days, I I didn't really enjoy the books that I read. They didn't really make me sing. Of course, I was able to create a video about it, but I think that the video wasn't as good because I didn't enjoy the book as much. So. When there is a book that I really enjoy, I think I'm able to create great content. So, now that I want to do is um, I will still try to read one book every day, but I will only create a video from uh, the book that I enjoyed, and I say, and that I think that I'm able to create a good video about it. So it will be better for you, um, your audience, because you don't have to like watch the not so good video. Because I will only post the good videos that I think I'm able to create a good video out of that book. So um, I'm very interested in your feedback. Um, what do you think I can improve on my YouTube videos? Because uh, I think I have gained little audience. I'm incredibly powerful. Uh, thank you for, for thank you for you all for your support. But I think I could uh, after 62 videos. If my videos would be better, I would have gained a better audience. So how could I make my videos better? So, uh, I have a YouTube channel. You should subscribe to my YouTube channel or follow my podcast. I am available on all the major podcast platforms. Um, So, I'm interested in your feedback. You can uh, reach me in Twitter or in the YouTube comment section. I will put everything in the description. So, thanks for coming in. Bye-bye.